This is a homebrew podcast. Welcome back to the homebrew. I'm Grant, the DM, and I'm here with... Sorry to interrupt, whoever you are, but your broadcast is over. It's time for Galaxy to Galaxy Pirate Radio. Coming to you live from my mind. It's been a long couple weeks, and boy am I tired, but I couldn't... Avoid Dreamcatcher Night, folks. It's my favorite night. I've had some interesting topics this month. I can't wait to hear what kind of calls we're going to get. The lines are now open. All right. You know what happens now. The crazies start calling. Caller number one. Ladies and gentlemen, what a perfect way to start the show. I have caller number one on the line. I'm just being told it's none other than the galaxy-famous Will Baxter. Hello. Hello, Will. Hello, long-time listener. First time caller, pleased to be here on Galaxy to Galaxy Radio. How are you doing, Professor? I'm doing great. I'm doing even better now. I can't believe we've got a celebrity like you on the line. It's good to know you know me. <laughs> no, how'd you even find us? Oh, I'm actually a, actually a long-time listener. Uh, first time caller, like I said. And you know me, it's uh, Will Baxter, Space Fight Night Intergalactic. I actually wanted to hear your opinion on your traveling companion, Oliver. Heavy Arms, the formal middleweight champion. 63 and one record, I have to ask. Could your young friend really not handle just one loss? Well, I don't think that it was his fault that he had to disappear after that loss. I mean, certainly circumstances appear that way. Um, Well, you know the word on the street. One loss disappears forever. I have to ask, will we ever see a rematch between Oliver Heavy Arms and Franklin Silverface? Oh, I think that could be arranged. I think a rematch is definitely in order. You know, there's a nasty rumor out there that he threw that fight. Franklin Silverface was, of course, enraged at this proposition. What say you? There's no way Oliver would ever throw a fight. I've watched the man go headfirst into suicide scenarios more times than I can count. And I can't imagine him throwing a fight for any reason. So, I mean, just, I, I can't let you start talking so much trash about my boy. I mean, what about Silverface? I mean... Uh, that guy's a no, nobody. No, you think that defeated the sixty-three and O Oliver Heavy Arms. Consider him called out. Well, you know what? I'm gonna have to hang up on you, Will Baxter. I apologize. I don't like hanging up on celebrities when I get them. But I'm gonna have to get Oliver in here and defend himself. Oliver, Oliver, I know you're listening. Get in here. Hey, uh, what are you doing? Why are you yelling for Oliver? I'm, I'm doing the show. Mothman, uh, get Oliver and get him in here. Heavy Arms is oh, getting trash talk. Uh, he had really bad cheese fries at the last space station we stopped at. Okay. And, uh, he's he's shitting his brains out, Carl. Uh, uh, f- Well, what a crazy way to start the night, folks. But we're off to a hot start. Caller number two, you're live. Hi, Professor. I I love what you had. I just got to start here. (laughs) I love what you had to say about the Garlax Paradox last week. And that that really resonated with me. Oh, you like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's all sorts of people walking around. You know, with the, the, the Garlax Paradox inflicting upon them, and it's just, it's really, really opened my eyes, Professor. 
Well, it's a really interesting theory I came across, and I just had to tell everybody about it. You know, there's a pretty good chance that, I mean, anybody you know could be affected by the Garlax Paradox. Well, anyway, yeah, we can gush about the Garlax Paradox until all the stars go out, but... Uh, my friend Freddy, okay, he, he has this cousin named Xerxes, who is a, a papal knight working at the Sierra Casino Space Station. You know the one, Matt? Yeah, I'm familiar with them. Yeah. Well, he, he said there was a gang of bounty hunters bringing around an ender captain named Galio, right? And uh, he was using this real fucked up voice. Now, when the boys, see, we saw Captain Galio on the TV days earlier, trying to blow up one of them luxury ships where rich folk store their consciousness on the, uh, really? the, the the servers until the darkness is is over. You know, whenever that will be. Um, and his voice wasn't like that. So I asked Freddie what his cousin Xerxes said was wrong with his voice. And he gets real close to me and he, he says, guess what he, he says? Guess what he whispers to me? Uh, I have no idea what Demonic he Demonic possession, bro. Now, I'm a good man. I love the all host, but hey, I'm, I'm mortal. Ain't I fallible? Yeah, right? So yeah. I'm asking what things, Professor, can you think of that would ward off this type of possession? Because I don't know how contagious these demons are, you know. And Xerxes got a Euclidean worm last week when he, uh, he was stationed down at the Pagara, you know, zoo planet before the budget cuts, you know. So um, he's, he's all susceptible to catching all sorts of stuff out there. So we're what you got for me, Professor? Well, I've got some good news uh, and some bad news. The good news is, is that demons aren't all that contagious. So as oh, long as you God. avoid them, yeah, thank God. Uh, as long as you avoid them, you should be good to go. Now, to help you avoid them, you could go down to your local legendarium and pick up a protection against good and evil charm. I mean, those could be handy. Um, yep, try yep. and... Uh, focus your mind or if you're rich enough by a psychic implant uh demons demons just straight up don't have any defenses against psychic attacks so that's a fact yeah i, I think i have a coupon for the legendarium in the back of my ricky rat cartoon comics books oh i love those, those are yeah. awesome man you've got great taste my friend but you know what the the best advice i could really give you would be to just don't make deals with demons or devils or anything of that kind. But if you do make deals with the devil, folks, I recommend you get yourself a Green Gorgon. Green Gorgon, run. All right, ladies and gentlemen, moving on. We got caller number three on the line. Caller, can you hear me? You coward. Uh, excuse me? Tell me where the Oasis is. I will find you and tear you apart. Uh, I can't. I can't tell you where the oasis is. Do you I, think this is a game? My daughter Gemma has been missing for seven years, and your Mothman knows where it is. At this point, you are just as bad as kidnappers, you slimy bungheads. Uh, I definitely feel your pain. I, I don't know where the oasis is yet, and while I do think Mothman might know, I. I don't know if he'll ever tell us. I'm really sorry. I, I just want my Gemma back. I miss holding her in my arms. 
that was a bummer. I had to hang up on her, folks. I'm really sorry. We'll we'll see what I can do down the line. Next caller. Hello. <clears throat> Hello. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Wow, we're getting a lot of those tonight. Uh, what can I do for you? I just had to chime in here on that viral tip-tap. You know, the one where the boy is being threatened by that dashing young gnome. Wait, is this Nivitz? What? What? No, no. <clears throat> as I said, I'm a professional tapper. See, as a professional tip-tapper myself, we hold ourselves to a higher standard. We don't fake our videos to make it big. It's a sham that such an obviously faked video is trending so highly, and it spreads almost every media outlet. So my question for you is, what do you know about getting past the tip-tap fact-checking software? Oh, it's pretty hard to get past them these days, and they're the experts who set the standard, really. Um, uh, I don't really have a whole lot of advice for getting past them. I'm pretty sure that video you're talking about was legit, by the way. Hmm, so you must have been a willing child actor? There are no willing child actors. Well, I suppose then it must have been a halfling in a costume. Or maybe it was a gnome with a three-foot cock. <laughs> Thank you, Carl. Wait, fuck you, Carl! Dump the end of that call. Can't let that get out. All right, next caller. Caller, you're live. Oh, that's good glue. Oh, I'm live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what can I do for you? Uh, so I got something for you, Professor. Oh, you've got something for me. Yeah, you ever uh, been to a little place called prosperity bay i've heard of it some kind of an abandoned amusement park mm, yeah i was there uh getting my fridge waxed and i uh happened to see some festival going on with a lot of blood sport going on there huh you, you ever go to a blood sport game there brother i've been to a lot of ringside fights with my man heavy arms but i don't know if i've seen too much of what you're talking about uh this big old ship in the sky killing a lot of people with uh, all these exy boys running around. Oh, anyway, uh, yeah. I remember this. This is the is that, the Enders attacked. Is that what that was? Uh, anyway, there's this uh, big old piece of Terran tech. <clears throat> it was real, uh, real sexy, covered in wires, looked all rusty and shit. Uh, hmm. You know, the type the... Uh, uh, Nuclear, nuclear bomb. I'm familiar with the nuclear warheads. Uh, mm. I heard that one had been deployed on Prosperity Bay, but it went missing. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, all the, the, the Terran, Terran weapons are a myth, you know. That's what the Pope, Pope Cumberbatch doesn't want you to know, right? He, he wants you to stay complicit. He wants you to think... Oh, uh, Terran Homeworld is dead. He doesn't tell you that Terran Homeworld been dead. It never was alive. It's covered in werewolves because it's, it's actually a moon, right? It's a, it's a moon. And since they're werewolves, they're always werewolves. And okay. Pope Cumberbatch wants to cover it up because, you see, his, his daughter is a werewolf. And she, uh, she and all her... Bisexual friends go and do these arts and crafts projects and make them look like nuclear bombs. They're not even real. And the Enders are just a front for selling merchandise. So you think that this whole thing was just a front to sell merchandise? Yeah, yeah. The Pope Cumberbatch and Ricky Rat are in on it, man. Ricky Rat's in on it now. 
Ricky Rat, yeah, he's some species of 2D alien running around, trying to pretend he's, you know, like, this is a cartoon, but he's actually a flatling. You ever hear, he's from a place called Flat Earth, you ever hear that? Now, I I have heard Uh, the flatlings and the Flat Earth, I, this, they're from Flat Earth. You know, I gotta tell you, as soon as you lose me, you hook me, you're quite an interesting caller. I, I have heard of the flatlings, so you got me there. Yeah. So I just can't figure out one thing. Um, why would Ricky Rat be involved with the Pope? Well, he's either part of a, a deep secret cabal that is sexually attracted to pizzas. <laughs> and will harvest all the mozzarella for themselves. You know, the fucked up thing is that's even all conspiracy. There's no such thing as mozzarella. It's just a... Hello? Caller? Caller, are you there? All right, ladies and gentlemen. I think our caller is past his bedtime. I think he fell asleep. But, you know, he was on to some interesting concepts there. The flatlings are real. The flat earth is out there. Um... You know, he was rambling on about werewolves and the Earth being a moon, but the Terran homeworld has had some interesting activity for a dead planet. And, you know, I wouldn't mind looking into that some more. Hey folks, this is Old Honest Jim, and I'm out here shredding prices and exploding your expectations. We've got a whole lot full of fantastic spaceships, and every one of them must go. So wait, there's more. We've got PDS cannons, we've got flat cannons, missiles, buy one, get one free. All purchases are zero credits down. That's right, folks, fly off the lot, armed to the teeth, today. Hi, Bounty, no credits, no problem. This is All Honest Jim's used spaceship emporium where we don't ask any questions. All right, back to the Lions, caller, you're live. Hey, I just want to say hi to Jenny. Jenny, I miss you. If you hear this, I'm I'm on Derelict 4, the moon, the Derelict 4 moon. I Please come back, please. I'm so lonely. If you can hear this, come on, go back to the poor guy. I mean, listen. Please, yeah, come, come back. Listen to Professor. He's a nice, reasonable man. Hey, what'd you do to make her leave? I, I slept with a Tarasque. Well, say you're sorry on the air. I'm sorry on the air. All right, well, if that's not good enough for you, then I don't know what is, frankly. Next caller. All right, next caller. Mm. Hello? The professor. You got him. The one and only. You're a very wanted man, professor. Mm, yes, some I've been people. tracking you through the past three quadrants. You looking for an autograph? I can just mail it to you. Do you have anything to say before I blow you to bits? Well, just that Green Gorgon is the greatest energy drink there ever was. And, you know, if I have to die, I'm going to just chug this can right here. Say your prayers, Professor. Fire the missile. (laughs) We got him. No, you didn't. What? Did you actually blow somebody up? You you said that. You said it was his ship. You said we we would have been tracking him. I think you've been tracking. What do you mean sometimes wrong. it's wrong? Oh my god, hang up the phone. Hang it up. Hang it up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, another imitator has been destroyed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, looks like we've got some more time after all. 
more calls coming your way. Caller, you're live. Hello, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. How are you doing, Professor? Doing really good. How are you doing? Uh, not so good, not so good. Many friends dead, my brother's dead. Uh, yeah, I think I've, I think I've cited these, uh, these flatlings you speak of. Oh, I've had a flatling sighting, eh? A flatling sighting, yes, a flatling sighting. So I was at Sojourn, you familiar? The, uh, the cryonic ship. They freeze people. Yeah, yeah, I'm vaguely familiar with them. Hey, sure. have you ever been there? I, I, been in the sector. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, so... So, anyways, I work for the Port Authority, carry cargo, check logs, things things of this nature. And, anyways, I'm with the Port Authority, and I'm just minding my own business. We're, we're, we're drinking, we're, we're doing things, you know, so on. And I go to the bathroom, just a normal bathroom break, nothing weird whatsoever. And I come out, everyone's dead. My brother's dead, my friends are dead. My boss is dead. Representative Skiller shot in the back. Blood everywhere. It was a, a bloodbath. There's just blood everywhere. There's no way. It was anything but these flatlings, you see. Well, the flatlings are quite mysterious. There's evidence of them for thousands of years. And they do horrific things like this all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a flatling attack. Uh, it certainly was. I mean, there's, there's no camera footage. All the cameras were put out. The only thing they cited, the only thing was this little robot, tiny little robot, looked like a, a terrarium almost, took out the cameras. Very well could be what the flatlings actually look like. Hmm. Now, I have heard of these things seen around the flatlings before. Some speculate it's um, some sort of a flatling interdimensional device that they use to get to our third dimension from their second dimension. But why do they I've feed on our this. blood, Professor? Why our bodies? Why our souls? Why do they kill us so? I have no clue why they are so violent against all of the sentient beings of our dimension. They, For as long as records hold, they do horrible things as like small as, you know, making your TV turn off and go on the fritz or, you know, making your car not starve. But then they also go as far as machine gunning rooms full of people when no one's around. I mean, no one can say what their motives are. They're clearly got something larger planned, though, for our universe. Well, let my story be a lesson to all of your listeners. If you have to go to the bathroom, hold it or take a buddy. Always buddy system with the bathroom. Always buddy system. Sounds like a plan. You heard it here, folks. If you want to avoid flattling attacks, don't Go to the bathroom alone. Next caller. Hey, hey, hey. Is, is, your, is your blaster loaded? Yes, my blaster's loaded. So you better take it to rehab. <laughs> All right. We're changing the password again, folks. These guys, I don't know how these guys keep getting through. It's like, don't you have anything better to do than to prank call us? All right, moving on. All right, looks like we got time for one last call, folks. Uh, looks like you're on. You've made it. What do you got for me? Hey, uh, Pete Snifferman here. I just wanted to talk about the worst experience of my life at the Pagara Zoo. Needless to say, I've already left one star on Screech, and I'm blessed by the ever and all hosts that I did not pay for this stay. I won my tickets at ConserverCon, of course. That's the only silver lining.
Tell me about it. You know, I've been thinking about making a stop by that zoo. I hear it's really nice. Well, this wall would have started about seven years ago. Seven years? Yeah. Well, the lawsuit only just closed, so I couldn't talk about it before. Anyways, it started in the gift shop. I was trying to try on a t-shirt, and of course the changing rooms were out of service, and they have a no-return policy. So, whilst arguing with this teenager they had at the counter, I decided to just try on the t-shirt. You didn't just take your clothes off in front of the clerk, did you? Oh, what choice did I have? I'm not just going to burn my hard-earned money. I'm not going to throw it away. This little dweeb coward calls his manager instead of just talking to me man on man, and they have the gall to kick me out. Something about indecency? As soon as I find out that manager's name, I will be adding their names to that lawsuit. Hear you me. Well, I mean, it's it's a private establishment, right? I mean... Pretty sure that they can handle their business however they want. I mean, if they you're entitled to to your feelings, professor, but you're not entitled to your own facts. And last I checked, it's a free universe, right? right. So anyway, here I am, butt naked outside the gift store, a good ten minutes away from my hotel room in my underpants, and I stumble along one of those. I don't know, like adventure experiences or something. There's like a little tiki bar and it's just covered in fake blood. And there's these little like fish people running around. Little fish people. I don't, they're little fishes. And I tried to explain I'm not here for an adventure experience. And they called me fat. You know what? I said, I am fat. Is that the best you've got? And then the little thing called me ugly, called me a little B word. And he said he was going to sacrifice me. That sounds like quite a harrowing vacation, Pete. Uh, how did you survive? Well, 